Welcome back to Read This Next with Nicole and Sam. Uh, today we are doing a topic that I've been thinking of a while, honestly. It is authors who decided to write fiction. Because I know there's like a ton of authors that decide to write um, nonfiction or stories about their lives or like comedy pieces, but these are authors specifically that went, I'm going to write myself a fantasy, a fiction, something made up, which I think is pretty cool. Have you read any that you're aware and, of? And these are celebrity authors we're talking about, correct? These are these are celebrity authors. I want to say I think the only one I have read um, is actually on this list from what I've seen. I did a bit of a scroll. Okay. Um, I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. And yep. it looks like Uncommon Type yep. is on this list. So I did read that when it first came out. But I think that's really the only celebrity author I've ever dove and dived, dove into. Divened. Yes. <laughs> the only one. I actually don't think I've read, I think I've only ever read nonfiction. If I read a, a, a famous author, it was by accident and I wasn't aware but um, these ones are, I, I'll try and explain who they are as we go through them. Some of them you'll recognize the names. Uh, some of them I had no idea who they were and I might have to look up again in case I forgot. That being said, would you like to start us off with the first one or would you like me to? Uh, how about you start so that I can read the Tom Hanks one? <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, this is Havenfall by Sarah Holland. Uh, for those of you that don't know, she is the actress who played the eldest sister in The Middle. Or no, Modern Family, not mm. The Middle. Um, so she's uh, she's written a couple books now. I think this one's a series, and then she also has another series um, but we don't have that one. I think we have it on Cloud Library. Um, beautiful cover. I, like I was going to say that. It's uh -huh. stunning. Yeah. At least I hope, you know, I'm going to Google Sarah Holland real quick, just in case, just in case I'm completely wrong about who Sarah Holland is. That's fair. Imagine. I think you're, I think you're probably right. I've never watched Modern Family, but, um, She's I'm familiar not. with, no, who is she? What is she from? Heck? I could have sworn the girl from Modern Family wrote a book. What's her uh, name? Well, it's a bad us, start to the episode. Neither of us know what we're talking about. Well, it's Sarah Highland. Oh, uh, that's a simple mistake. We'll still recommend the book. Yeah. But note that this one is not a celebrity. My apologies. <laughs> It's got to happen every once in a while. Error. <sighs> Damn. It's part Damn. of life. All right. Well, this sounded cool anyways. And I was like, wow, an actress wrote this? <laughs> they didn't. No. Uh, it's okay. We can pretend. Put we'll your pretend. creative goggles on, everybody. Sarah Holland is this mysterious actress that no one has heard about. Yeah. Uh, so this is Havenfall, a safe haven between four realms and the girl sworn to protect it at any cost. Hidden deep in the mountains of Colorado lies the Inn at Havenfall, a sanctuary that connects ancient worlds, each with its own magic. For generations, the Inn has protected all those who seek uh, refuge within its walls, and any who disrupt the peace can never return. For Maddie Morrow, 
summers at the inn are more than a chance to experience this magic firsthand. Havenfall is an escape from reality, where her mother sits on death row accused of murdering Maddie's brother. It's where Maddie fell in love with handsome Fjordan uh, soldier Brecken. That sounds like I just said a lot of words. I think Fjordan is the place and Brecken is the name of the person. Uh, and it's where she one day hopes to inherit the role of innkeeper from her beloved uncle. But this summer, the impossible happens. A dead body is found, sh shattering everything the inn stands for. With Brecken missing, her uncle gravely injured, and a dangerous creature on the loose, Maddie suddenly finds herself responsible for the safety of everyone in Havenfall. She'll do anything to uncover the truth, even if it means working together with an alluring new staffer, Taya, who seems to know more than she's letting on. As dark secrets are revealed about the inn itself, one thing becomes clear to Maddie. No one can be trusted, and no one is safe. Ooh. Sounds good. Yeah. Very bit cool. I, bit ironic, bit sad that this place was once a refuge from reality, from her horrific reality and now it also sounds like it's getting a bit dark yeah not great mm -mm. uh also for the record sarah highland has written a book it's called dolly the dove okay but, uh, unless i'm referring to someone else again don't trust me after this point about sarah holland and sarah highland but anyways let's go on to your favorite person apparently yes <laughs> and i can vouch for this one i know tom hanks <laughs> You know him, you've met him personally. Uh, in my dreams, I have. Wow. I, yep. Incredible man. <laughs> this one, I remember when this came out, I was very excited. Um, it's called Uncommon Type, and it is by the one and only Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, and this one is a collection of short stories, which is kind of nice too, because when I read it, I could kind of like pick it up and then put it down and mm -hmm. then pick it up and put it down. So I like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, a gentle Eastern European immigrant arrives in New York City after his family and his life have been torn apart by his country's civil war. A man who loves to bowl rolls a perfect game, and then another, and then another, and then many more in a row until he winds up ESPN's newest celebrity. And he must decide if the combination of perfection and celebrity has ruined the thing he loves. And a set... A set one of my favorite words, an eccentric billionaire <laughs> and his faithful executive assistant venture into America looking for acquisitions and discover a down and out motel, romance, and a bit of real life. La -la. These are just some of the tales Tom Hanks tells in this first collection of his short stories. They are surprising, intelligent, heartwarming, and for the millions and millions of Tom Hanks fans... An absolute must-have. I agree. I agree. And you said it was good. It was or good. I liked it. And, you know, some some stories hit. Some stories maybe miss a little bit. Fair but enough. that's that's just balance. Yeah. So, yep. you know, and not everything is for everyone. Exactly. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I kept it on my bookshelf. I have yet to give it away or donate it. Oh, so, yeah. That's a place of honor. Yeah. Very cool um i don't think i've read that one i'm not a big adult fiction reader fair i'm still firmly stuck in ya unfortunately adult fiction can be a bit dry and it's sometimes it's hard to find like 
fun and exciting things because I get it like I like to read YA and like for the longest time I was like no no adult fiction for me yeah and even now when I read it it's it's very particular yeah I find adult fiction like you said kind of dry but I also find their fantasy is a little less I don't want to say exciting because that's not the word but it's like less whimsical and less I just don't like it as much, but I don't know. Okay, let's go on to the next one. So Sidney Poitier, uh, he is a a Bahamian-American author. Well, yeah, I guess author, but actor and film director. Uh, He's known for movies like To Sir With Love, In the Heart of the in the heat of the night um, and things like that. These are mostly from like the 60s and 50s. So he's a bit of an older uh, author. I mean, director, everything. He's not, a, he's not new on the scene. Gotcha. But anyways, this is Montero Kane, an inspirational first novel that blends elements of mystery, science fiction, and metaphysics by the beloved legendary best-selling actor, Sidney Poitier. When uh, when a coin is found in a baby's hand, the doctor who finds it sends it up to a lab at MIT where Montero Kane, a student, does a workup on it and discovers it to be made of materials not known to Earth. Kane never learns the owner's identity, but two decades later, as Kane, now CEO of Fitzer Corp in New York City, that sounds very, like, comic booky. Yeah. Uh, They're facing the possibility of a hostile corporate takeover and are experiencing family troubles. Uh, And during this, a man and woman appear in his office bearing the coin. The find sets off a battle of intrigue and suspense as scientists, collectors, and financiers all vie to get their hands on it. But the coin and a second coin that appears is of more value than mere monetary worth. In this ambitious page-turning novel, the beloved actor Sidney Poitier takes us from New York to Europe to the Caribbean and in an exploration of race, faith, and beyond all else, the meaning of our lives on Earth. Very cool. It sounds kind of um, sci-fi on Earth. Yeah, it's super unique. At first, I was wondering, because it says when a coin is found in a baby's hand, I thought that it meant that the baby was born with a a, a coin in its hand, which I think would be kind of awesome. What's the other option? Yeah, like then I'm getting a bit like aliens. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know. It sounds interesting. Well, they say when a coin is found in a baby's hand, the doctor who finds it. Yeah, so it's got to be, like, out of the womb. Yeah, it's got to be it. Yeah, alien. the opposite of sending people into the grave with, like, a coin under their tongue. They're like, here's a baby with a coin. Hmm. I don't know. I think that's a good hook for this book because that that has me intrigued. Yeah, does the baby get birthed holding a mysterious alien coin? Yeah, (laughs) I want to know now. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, oh, you know what? I got another good one here. <laughs> another very so famous actor. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of people have heard of this one. Um, I don't know why I didn't know it was written by Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> I thought for some reason he was just used as, like, character inspiration. It but does look it, like him. 
Is it pronounced b- Berserker? I think so. Yeah? I, think it's supposed to, I don't think you're supposed to spell it out. Okay. So, volume one of Berserker. Um, and this is by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kint, who is also a writer. And then Ron Garney is the illustrator. So, a war with no end. The man known only as B is half mortal and half god, cursed and compelled to violence, even at the sacrifice of his sanity. But after wandering the world for centuries, the berserker may have finally found a refuge, working for the U.S. government to fight the battles too violent and too dangerous for anyone else. In exchange, B will be granted the one thing he desires, the truth about his endless blood-soaked existence and how to end it dang keanu reeves makes his comic book writing debut alongside new york times best-selling co-writer matt kint uh and legendary artist ron garney garney Mm -hmm. uh, in a brutally violent new series about one immortal warrior's fight through the ages that's kind of giving me like winter soldier yeah a little bit yeah very winter soldier with also i think i and i guess this is probably just the case for most superheroes like captain america uh, and um winter soldier i would also lump um wolverine and like the other ryan reynolds character in there yeah government created weapon weapon yeah, yeah. okay yeah. the art looks fantastic also it yeah and it does look like he it looks like keanu reeves inspired the design of the main character (laughs) yes he looks beautiful wow yeah i he looks very damaged (laughs) beautifully sticking out of him left and right (laughs) but he's beautiful (laughs) but he pulls it off so well (laughs) i like that instead of being called berserker i also think it's interesting that they didn't give us a name for him yeah. so i'm curious like it'll be interesting to hear the story of how he was created yeah his lore because i'm sure it says that there's four volumes out now i wonder i'm assuming there's probably more to come i'm not sure but probably yeah probably i'd probably read that i would probably give that one a go um i'm looking up the next author so that i actually know yeah. who they are this is John. Oh, yeah. Okay. John Darniel. If you look at him up, maybe I'll put a picture. No, I don't think it can because most of them are copyrighted. He is an American musician, novelist, and actor, uh, best known for uh, the primary and originally sole member of the American band, the Mountain Goats. Um, okay. I, yeah. I feel like I know them. Yeah. I think if you saw his picture, you would, you would recognize him. I'm trying to see what movies he's been in because it says he's, oh, he's been in Paper Town. Oh no, he does soundtracks. Oh. Interesting. Anyways, the more you know. Uh, This is Devil House by John Darnielle. Uh, I love the cover of it. It looks like spooky. Yes. Kind of here for it. So this is uh, Devil House. Gage Ken- mm. 
bad start. Gage Chandler is descended from kings. That's what his mother always told him. Now he's a true crime writer with one grisly success and movie adaptation to his name, along with a series of subsequent lesser efforts that have been that have paid the bills, but not much more. Now he's being offered the chance for the big break to move into the house, what the locals call the devil house, in which a briefly notorious pair of murders occurred. Apparently the were uh, apparently the work of dis disaffected 1980s teens sad he begins his research with diligence and enthusiasm but soon the story leads him to a puzzle he never expected back into his own work and what it means back to the very core of what he does and who he is mm. i like a good spooky horror ish murder <laughs> mystery i like the idea of it yeah. <laughs> i don't want to read it <laughs> No, I like, um, because it's called The Devil House, it's giving me American Horror Story season Mm. one. Um, So, and I do really like the cover. That might be something worth checking out. Yeah, especially because it's almost October. Yeah, it's spooky season. Mm -hmm. This, you have, I think you've gotten almost all the most famous authors on this. So give us the next one. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like I've seen this one before. Do you know off the top of your head, Ethan Hawke? Who is he? Oh, he's he was in Dead Poets Society. He was. Uh, Oh, he's Maya Hawke's father. He's Maya Maya Hawke's father. She plays yes, Stranger Things. Yes. Okay, that's her dad. That's my ox. Yeah. Okay. So this has got to be a good one. Talon runs so. that family. Okay. <laughs> so this one is called A Bright Ray of Darkness. And it is by Ethan Hawke. Um, a bracing meditation on fame and celebrity and the redemptive healing power of art. A portrait of the ravages of disappointment and divorce, a poignant consideration of the rights of fatherhood and manhood, a novel soaked in rage and sex, longing and despair, (laughs) and a passionate love letter to the world of theater. A bright ray of darkness showcases Ethan Hawke's gifts as a novelist as never before. Hawk's narrator is a young man in torment, disgusted with himself after the collapse of his marriage, still half hoping for reconciliation that would allow him to forgive himself and move on as he clumsily and sometimes hilariously tries to manage the wreckage of his personal life with whiskey and sex. <laughs> Whatever saves him is theater. Oh no, what saves him is theater. In particular, the challenge of performing the role of Hotspur hotspur yep in a production of henry the fifth fourth fourth henry the fourth under the leadership of a brilliant director helmed by one of the most electrifying and narcissistic falstaffs of all time searing raw and utterly transfixing a bright ray of darkness is a novel about shame and beauty and faith and the moral power of art very interesting Yeah, there's a lot going on there. There is, and it feels very, like, tied into perhaps his own musings of his craft. I want to say so, because this gets a little specific, <laughs> I'm feeling. <laughs> this is a little specific, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, it sounds interesting. Uh, more kind of dark. 
yeah like dark real world yeah yeah because it's like i'm almost i'm I'm feeling like uh what is that ballerina one the black swan Mm -hmm. i'm feeling like manly version of the black swan Ooh, (laughs) black duck yeah (laughs) goose goose a cormorant yes um so these oh we still have two more (laughs) all right this one is uh the wishing spell by chris colfer this is a yep this is a children's chapter book series but for those of you that don't know chris colfer uh was one of these stars on glee and uh this is a hugely popular series uh so here's the description Alex and Connor Bailey's world is about to change in this fast-paced adventure that uniquely combines our modern-day world with the enchanting realm of classic fairy tales. The land of stories tells the tale of twins, Alex and Connor. Through the mysteries, mysterious powers of a cherished book of stories, they leave their world behind and find themselves in a foreign land full of wonder and magic, where they come face-to-face with the fairy tale characters they grew up reading about. But after a series of encounters with witches, wolves, goblins, and trolls alike, getting back home is going to be harder than they thought. And I will say from just seeing this book, it's kind of the same idea of Secrets of Droon, Chronicles of Narnia, and what's that um, magic treehouse where they go into a magical world and they have to come back. But it is a thicker book, so it's not... Like, if you liked those books, you might enjoy this one because it's a bit longer. I would say it's about the same length as, like, the f- fourth Harry Potter book, if you need yeah. a visual. <laughs> yeah. It's a big one. But, yeah, hugely popular. I would have um, loved this when I was a child. Me too. I would, like, 100%. Uh, and I, when I used to work at the bookstore, so many people came in with their kids to buy this book, like, to buy the whole series. Oh, yeah, so. it flies off the shelves. Yeah. This next Love one, me. do you know who this is? Um, I don't. Okay. I'll tell you. This next one is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is a – I almost said NFL. He's an NBA player or was an NBA player. Um, and I was actually talking to my partner about it last night, and I said, did you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a book? And he's like, that doesn't surprise me at all. I said, a fiction book. And he was like, a fiction book? I said, yeah, and it's not about basketball. And he was like, oh. That is, I think, like kind of surprising because you would assume that an like a professional athlete would write some kind of nonfiction piece on their life, yeah. on their career, on the sport itself. So I'm interested to see what this is about then. Because mm-hmm. even then I was assuming maybe it was gonna be about a fictional story about sport. Not right? at all. Okay. So this one is called Mycroft Holmes. Uh, And it goes like this. (laughs) Fresh out of Cambridge University, the young Mycroft Holmes is already making a name for himself in government, working for the Secretary of State for War. Yet this most British and civil servant... Yet this most... This most British of civil servants. Yeah, that was it, the up. (laughs) It was the up. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yet this most British of civil servants has a strong, has strong ties to the Faroe Island of Trinidad, the birthplace of his best friend, 
Cyrus Douglas, a man of African descent and where his fiancée, Georgiana Sutton, was raised. Mycroft's comfortable existence is overturned when Douglas receives troubling reports from home. There are rumors of mysterious disappearances, strange footprints in the sand, and spirits enticing children to their deaths, their bodies found drained of blood. Upon hearing the news, Georgiana abruptly departs for Trinidad. Near panic, Mycroft convinces Douglas that they should follow her, drawing the two men into a web of dark secrets that grows more treacherous with each step they take. Very cool, right? It's so Mycroft Holmes is uh, the untold story of Sherlock Holmes's older brother, ah, which is not what I would have expected at all. So yeah, theories. So it's just like multiple stories about obviously murder mysteries. Right on, right? I thought that was so cool. I'm actually impressed by that. I think that's fantastic. Me too. It's just so out of the. I mean, and I guess everybody has parts of them that you don't know and celebrities, you just think, oh, basketball, that's it. So it's really cool to see that he's like showcasing this other side of clearly his interests. But yeah, yeah, so aside from that first book that we're going to pretend was written by a celebrity (laughs) author, um, the this was our list. (laughs) Do you have anything? I, I thought so, too. It was fun. It was yeah. fairly easy to put together, too, because there's a surprising amount of authors. It was honestly, I think the hardest part of making this list was finding ones that weren't about their life. Yeah. Or I would say like uh, even like children's authors, because I feel like a lot of celebrities yeah. have gone towards like writing children's books. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of that. Jamie so to find, yeah, to find uh, like more adult stuff, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, a good list. It is. I, I enjoyed them. Um, that being said, I'll wrap us up. I think we hit the perfect amount of time with this episode, actually. Yay! Before we were filming, we were like 32, and it's 34 right now. So we're doing good. Uh, that being said, thank you so much for watching. If you missed any of the titles or authors, you can look them up on our blog, which is tbplofftheshelf.com. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff. Follow us. We're at tbpl on pretty much everything. And uh, we will see you all again in two weeks. Bye.